Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Greg Brown. Greg's the Chief Customer Service Officer at Healthcare Service Corporation. The company was founded in 1936 and includes 17 million members. HCSC is the largest customer-owned healthcare organization in the U.S., so Greg's role as the Head of Customer Service Officer is particularly important given the structure. He has roughly 12,000 employees on his team, and I look forward to hearing more about the role technology plays to enhance customer service in a setting like HCSC. I also look forward to hearing more generally about what constitutes great customer service in this day and age. Greg, welcome to Technovation. Great to speak with you today. Thanks for having me, Peter. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Thank you. Well, Greg, I I mentioned, of course, that you are the uh, head of uh, customer service, the chief customer service officer at Healthcare Service Corporation. Provide a bit more context into the business you're in, if you would. Sure. Uh, Great question. So yeah, there's a lot there. Uh, So we were actually founded in uh, 1936 uh, and have grown to be a little over 17 million members uh, today. Uh, And we employ over 26,000 employees across 60 different offices in those five states. So the company itself offers plans for employers, uh, individuals and families, as well as Medicare and Medicaid plans. Uh, We also have some of uh, our subsidiaries that offer products such as life and dental health and pharmacy solutions. So it's a little bit of an overview of HCSC. Very very interesting. And how do the different organizations work together, whether it's to network for ideas or share ideas or, or other ways in which they might collaborate? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So they, the association itself has a, a several different I'll call them work groups that come together. It starts with a board of directors. Uh, and of course, we have representatives on that. Uh, but really, where it begins to spread is subcommittees of the board, uh, and then work groups associated with that. And so, uh, we have well over 380 individuals that are a part of those work groups uh, that uh, we collaborate on a lot of different ideas, ranging from you know product innovation to service you know uh, innovation. Uh, all the way through, you know, some of the uh, legislative aspects of it and partnering across the board there. Uh, but it's through the association that bring us all together uh, that we begin to collaborate and, and partner. And your role, Greg, is as Chief Customer Service Officer. Talk a bit about your purview in that role, if you would. Yeah, I'll start with, you know, the, the, the what it entails. We have three lines of business that we operate. One is our group line of business, so the employer uh, group. We have our individual and family markets, which is you know the uh, Affordable Care Act or ACA, and then we have Medicare and Medicaid. So you know the government line of business. So those are the three uh, main uh, uh, areas. What uh, I'm accountable for in this role is we look at everything from enrollment uh, to uh, billing uh, to membership to member services, provider services and claims, all the way really across the the gamut. Uh, of all three lines of that. So we employ uh, well well over 12,000 employees within my organization, uh, and we service uh, you know, 1.2 million claims a day, uh, which is phenomenal when you think about it from that uh, scale, uh, handle over 50,000 member calls a day, over 25,000 provider calls a day, uh, and ensuring that uh, we're doing our part to deliver the experience that we're looking to out in the marketplace. And how do you think about, you mentioned the numerous uh, constituent groups with, with, with which you, you interact and serve. How, how do you think about customer service related to each of those groups? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, Peter. You know, and, and for me, it starts with uh, our purpose. We're very much a purpose-driven organization. As I mentioned, our customers own us. 
And so we have a little bit more freedom than our uh, competitors out there. And it all starts with our purpose. Uh, and, and when we think about our uh, customer service that we're providing, our purpose is all about our members. And that's we refer to our members as customers. But it is all around uh, the purpose, which is we do everything in our power to stand with our members in sickness and in health. Uh, so it starts at the, the highest level. Uh, and from there, it really gets into what values do we want to instill uh, within our employees so that we're delivering on the experience that we're looking for you know, uh, across the various stakeholders. And we have several stakeholders, three uh, the ones we primarily uh, focus in on. You know, one, of course, is our member, the, the North Star that we provide. Uh, second is the uh, employer uh, who is making a lot of the buy-in decisions in the group uh, line of business. Uh, and then, of course, the provider. So the providers that we're uh, servicing uh, across the board there. And, uh, and so we focus in on you know, uh, the values, integrity, respect, commitment, caring, and excellence. And, and that's what you know, it really means for us. But I think the most important thing, and this probably distinguishes us uh, from others as well, is you know, the focus in on our employee. Uh, because you cannot have an engaged member, provider, uh, or employer if you don't have an engaged employee first. And, and so that's how we think about it is that we really uh, focus in on the employee. We build the skills, the competencies in order to uh, for them to provide that experience that we're looking uh, to differentiate ourselves in the marketplace. Reminiscent of uh, Starbucks uh, uh, philosophy of great employees make, make, make for happy customers. Um, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, very, yeah. And, and I wonder if later this summer, you'll celebrate eight years with the company. I wonder what constitutes great customer service today, perhaps different from when you joined the organization? What are you know some of the, the new ways in which you interact with customers reflective of changing times in the business landscape? Yeah, this is great, uh, great question. I think you know the, our journey that we've been on over the course of the last, you know, call it you know eight years since I've uh, been here is how do we become more proactive, uh, predictive, and personalized in the experience that we're delivering uh, to our key stakeholders. And uh, that has been where our focus has been on you know, the investments that we've been making on the, obviously the transformations that we're going through and so forth is all around how do we become more, more predictive, proactive and, and personalized. And so uh, I, that's what constitutes you know, the best customer experience because we become more proactive in nature to be able to anticipate what their needs are so that they're not having to even call in uh, with uh, certain issues uh, along those lines. So we really focus in on creating that customer-centric culture and, uh, and really uh, focus on you know, connected, contextual, and effortless you know, experiences uh, as they interact with us. Can you talk a bit about the role technology plays in that? Like, and as you're describing it, uh, there certainly sounds like there would be some consequential data elements to that, or perhaps uh, other technology elements that would bring that to life. In addition to, of course, the the human touch points that 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 are naturally there as well. Yeah, I, I take that from uh, two approaches. One of which is uh, you know the overall experience for our employees and, and the technology that we have on that front so that they are uh, getting the coaching uh, and the skill building that they need in order to provide you know, that experience. Uh, so we uh, deploy an, an artificial intelligence tool uh, where you know 100% of our calls are recorded and then transcribed uh, and, and then mined in a way that then is able to provide the coaching to certain behaviors that we were able to pick up on uh, during that call 
that would result in a better experience uh, for those key stakeholders. Uh, and, and so this is, you know, the one thing that's is, it's so great about this technology, and it, this is kind of the human plus the technology component, which we all talk a lot about, uh, but the technology is able to listen to every one of those calls, transcribe it, and then that, you know, that, that insight is then provided to uh, our leaders who then provide that coaching back to our frontline, we call them customer advocates, uh, and, and that experience that our employees are having uh, then uh, enables them to build the skills and competencies and, and continue to improve and uh, deliver that differentiated experience. But, you know, so that that's from the, you know, the, the, the view of our, you know, employee, which is, you know, really exciting. When you think about it from, you know, our, you know, customer, you know, uh, aspect of it, this is about identifying who that member is when they're, you know, coming into our, you know, contact center understanding what they've been doing. So the, we call it a 360 degree view of the member in a way that then uh, we're able to route uh, to the appropriately skilled individual to provide that experience that uh, we're looking to uh, deliver. Uh, so it starts with, you know, uh, uh, you know obviously another uh, artificial intelligence tool, natural language processing, uh, and, and being able to understand the intent uh, of, you know, what the, why the member is calling in and then, of course, the technology to be able to to route uh, accordingly. Uh, and so, I think you know those are you know some of the, uh, the the technology advancements that we've made on that front, uh, both from a you know internal as well as external perspective, that uh, help us achieve the the goal of providing that great customer experience. And can you describe the the team that you lead? Um, you, you talk a bit about the way in which it uh, is structured to to interact with the various constituents you noted. Yeah, that's a great uh, point. So uh, we, I mentioned the three lines of business. And so we align with the lines of business because there is a little bit uniqueness associated with what their needs are. Uh, and so I, I have uh, an individual that runs all of our member services for our group line of business, another uh, individual that uh, runs our individual and family markets, as well as our government lines of you know business. So that's the, the the vertical alignment, which is critically important to ensure that we're you know hearing feedback on what's most important and making sure that we're delivering you know that experience across the board there. But we also have you know large uh, verticals that uh, you know we we focus in on. So, for example, our claims organization, and we refer to it as payment services. Uh, that as a vertical, and I also have an individual that you know, runs that. We also have provider uh, services uh, that uh, have an individual that reports up uh, through me runs that, and then you know as you would imagine with such a large you know organization of twelve thousand you know employees and uh, you know seventeen million members and so forth, having the right people in the right place at the right time in order to deliver you know, that experience that we're looking for uh, critically important. Uh, so we have a, a center of excellence uh, that. Uh, does a lot of uh, the shared services across all those three lines uh, of business plus the verticals. And uh, and that's so getting into workforce management, it gets into training, uh, quality uh, development, automation, uh, all the various you know artificial intelligence aspects that we have been talking about. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, it, I wanted to ask you also, um, as there are a number of ways in which you're, you've talked about the, the human plus technology kind of working together in symbiosis, as you note, a, a theme that certainly uh, one finds in a variety of different industries these days. How do you partner with uh, technology leads across your organization in order to bring that to life? Uh, needless to say, 
having them all pointed in the right direction towards where the greatest value might be achieved, as you point out, for employees, uh, perhaps first and foremost, but then uh, also towards uh, customers eventually, needless to say, uh, is critically important. And the insights you would provide, uh, no doubt, are are, uh, critical in order to ensure that they are, in fact, pointed in the right direction. Can you talk a bit about that collaboration? Yeah, so we work very closely. Uh, We have uh, several different uh, IT partners uh, that uh, we work with. So, you know, number one, uh, kind of a, a chief technology officer who really looks at all of the infrastructure necessary in order for us to deliver uh, across the board. Uh, we have our chief digital uh, officer, uh, which uh, all these are peers of mine. And I work very closely uh, with uh, the chief digital officer because it was all around the omni channel experience. And you think about uh, that seamless uh, experience that we're looking to deliver across the board there. And plus, uh, we, we also know that a good majority of our members like to start in the digital channel, even though they might not finish in that channel, uh, coming in on that front. So a lot of collaboration and understanding you know, what the, what's most important uh, to our stakeholders and then prioritizing that uh, from a digital perspective so we can deliver that digital first experience. Uh, we uh, also, uh, you know, work uh, very closely uh, with our lines of business. Uh, so, you know, the the business leaders that uh, we you know, partner with, who certainly have, uh, you know, I would say, uh, an understanding of what the, where the market is heading, uh, what changes need to occur, and and how that is going to you know impact. Uh, you know, not just, you know, the, the technology, but the process, you know, you know, aspects of it and where we need to invest from a platform perspective in order for us to deliver the experience that we're looking for. So, uh, you know, very close collaboration with all of the IT partners uh, and our line of business leaders. Makes sense. Thank you for that overview, Greg. I wanted to ask you, we've talked about a number of, of, of important trends, certainly, that you and the organization are leveraging, but I wanted to see if there are any others you might call out as you look to the future that are of particular interest to you, what comes to mind? Yeah, I'd say a couple of things. You know, we were, we were talking about uh, artificial intelligence uh, and, you know, the uh, proactive, personalized and, and, and connected experiences that we're looking to drive, you know, across the board. And I think that's one of the, uh, I would say, exciting trends that I'm seeing is that we're, we're going to continue down that path. And there are a lot of different, uh, you know, ways that is going to manifest itself in the in our ability to deliver a better customer experience. And a lot of it is around the the artificial intelligence we've been talking about. And so when we talk about transforming the way that we interact with our members, our employers, and our providers, I think the artificial technology, uh, artificial intelligence technology, is going to enable us uh, to really progress that in a way that uh, we haven't had uh, the ability to in the past. And when I think about that, you know, we're, we're trying to improve, you know, the, the health outcomes, right? Uh, we're trying to increase quality, uh, access to quality care, you know, for, for our members. And of course, uh, surely enhancing the member and employer and provider experience when, um, you know, that I've been uh, talking about uh, from that perspective. And uh, there are a couple of things that come to mind. You know, uh, we're, we're using these three uh, artificial intelligence uh, areas today, but we're looking to enhance them. You know, first is around natural, natural language processing. Uh, and that is, you know, a, a key aspect of really uh, being able to interact with the, the member in a way that helps us understand how best to service them. Uh, the other you know, component is the robotic process automation. And this we're doing a lot of this work in our back office. 
uh, where uh, we are automating a lot of the claims uh, that are coming through in a way that and using you know machine learning, which is the you know, third you know component of that, in a way that uh, ensures that we're uh, you know processing that with the quality uh, that we need to uh, across the board. So I think I get most excited about the artificial intelligence and in you know, the natural language processing, uh, the robotic process automation, and the machine learning. And I think you know the other you know area that I would say we're in the exploratory stages of right now is the generative AI. Uh, and I mean everyone's talking about Chat GPT, right? Uh, and and all the various components there. So I, I think there's going to be a lot of promise uh, in in that. Uh, but I would say we're at the beginning stages, just as everyone is, uh, for us to really be able to. Uh, get our arms around that and and begin to think about what's the best use case you know for us to begin to explore it yeah very interesting it certainly is uh, coming up a, a lot in conversation these days for very for, for very good reason right. uh, i want to also ask you greg um as as uh, somebody who's achieved a, a a consequential role in a consequential company what have been some of the difference makers for you along the way that have helped you achieve uh the, the heights you have professionally yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, there have been so many things as we think about that, you know, throughout my career. And I think at each, you know, stage in my career, you know, certain things uh, benefited me. But if I were to try to, you know, look at a common thread, you know, across the board there, you know, first and foremost, I would just say it's all around your attitude uh, and how you approach your life, your work, you know, your, 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 everything that you do. And you know, the one thing that I've learned throughout my career is that we can't control things that happen to us, but we can control how we respond to those things that are happening around us. And in my opinion, I think it comes down to you know, that positive mindset and really having that positive outlook on life and, uh, and assuming positive intent uh, along the way. So that attitude, uh, critically important. Uh, the other piece I would say, and if you were to you know go into you know Greg, what are your daily habits and what do you what's your morning look like from the time you get up you know till the time you go to bed? Uh, I would say it's all around you know the positive habits uh, you know that I have each and every day. Um, you know I love the book. Uh, you know James Clear came out with it. You know Atomic Habits, and, and you know I, I ended up you know picking up and reading, and you know there's a lot of nuggets in there that you can pick up on, but. And the reality of it is when you transform your habits, you can transform your life. Uh, and, and I think that is, you know, true, um, and, you know, from a positive standpoint, but unfortunately you also see examples out there in life uh, where uh, it, it can go towards the negative. Uh, but so focusing on the positive habits and, and creating that routine in your life, I think it really uh, helps, uh, helps you out and, and leaders out in that way. And the last thing I would say is uh, just continuous improvement. Uh, it's all about getting better, you know, uh, every day, right? Uh, I think it was even uh, James Clear talked about, you know, 1% better every day and what uh, the magnitude of improvement that can make over a period of time. So, you know, you know, attitude, you know, positive habits and continuous improvement, I think would be the common themes that I would uh, point to throughout my career that have helped me be successful. May I also ask you, Greg, to, to what extent is, has that impacted the way in which you thought about recruiting as well? It's certainly the what you've described would be a nice recipe for developing a great culture as well and the extent to which you are kind of living that and, and perhaps might, uh, um, you know, find, find a lot of, of use, use in the intersection between yourself and, and others who might be comparably 
uh, oriented. Is it something you, you bear in mind from that perspective? It, it certainly is, uh, you know, and I, I do uh, look for that as I'm looking for talent out in the, work, you know, out in the, the marketplace and so forth. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, and, and as you just said that, it, it made me think of what I specifically look at, and, and, and it's uh, an acronym, but uh, humility is, is uh, the, the first one. And I, I think it's so important uh, for all of us to be humble. The reality of it is that uh, we, we, no one knows everything. Uh, and we, we, we got to you know, bring in the right the team with the right talent, the right skill sets to compliment you uh, and, and be humble uh, about that. Um, the other one is uh, emotional intelligence and, you know, the four components of, you know, the emotional intelligence aspects of it. Um, accountability, uh, those that are not afraid to lean in uh, where they see gaps uh, and then being able to, to fill the, those uh, in order for us to really not just hold ourselves accountable, but our teams accountable for that. And then uh, the lastly is learning uh, agility uh, and, and that, you know, critically important as well. Here, here's the reality of it. I mean, what we what worked five years ago, and our in our case even three years ago, is not going to work now. So uh, being able to to learn on the fly and and to adjust accordingly uh, based on where we're we're heading, uh, critically important. But I hadn't thought about the uh, the heel uh, acronym until you just said that. As far as looking for talent, but certainly attitude, continuous improvement, and the positive positive habits I look for as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Greg Brown, thank you so much for, for uh, spending a little time with me today, sharing a bit about your experience and, and what's to come uh, within an organization as, as large and meaningful and complex as, as HCSC. It's been, been uh, great to learn more about customer service, how it's evolved across your eight years, uh, as well as to understand a little bit more about what's been meaningful for, uh, for you uh, as your, your rise has continued. Uh, thank you for a great conversation. Thank you, Peter.